Hey everyone, welcome back to Working Knowledge. I'm Chitika. And I'm Selena. Um, this is episode four. It's called Minor Questions. And today we're going to talk to each other about our minors that we just completed in college. Um, and we're going to ask a few questions and just try to learn something new today. So, um, Selena, really quickly, do you want to review for the audience um, what your minor was and just like tell us a little bit about how you got there? Mm-hmm. Or oh, I feel like I'm being asked an interview question. <laughs> that was not my intention. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's fine. Um, yeah, my minor, which you guys might have already heard from some of our other episodes, uh, I got a minor in human computer interaction. Um, and yeah, it was a pretty random thing, but I think it's been really influential on what I've done. Um, so for context, human computer interaction, um is let me look up the official definition for this oh my gosh um i probably should have prepared that ahead of time human computer interaction studies design and use of computer technology focused on the interfaces between people uh which are users and computers that's what wikipedia says um so yeah i a lot of like human computer uh interaction um, things include like UI UX design or like graphic design, um, branding design. Um, it goes all the way up until like AI um, uh, interface design and uh, prototyping for all these ki- uh, like kinds of evaluative um, methods and stuff like that. So it's like a pretty wide range of stuff. Um, a lot of it is, at least at Carnegie Mellon, it's like they teach a lot about the uh, design method and, like, refinement and iteration, um, which is, like, really interesting when approaching it from, like, a different perspective than architecture. Uh, because, mm-hmm. like, us in architecture, like, we learn our own, like, um, iterative and whatever. That's, I would say, what HCI is. Um, yeah, nice. but for me... That's super interesting. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting minor. It's also a very popular minor um, for yeah, us. So yeah, so I hear. It's actually, requ- uh, well, it's not required, but um, computer science majors at Carnegie Mellon, they're required to do a minor, and uh, HCI is a really common one. And I think uh, a lot of design majors also do a uh, HCI minor because it's just, it's really related to their, like, work of study. Um, but, yeah, what about your... Uh, your minors, multiple. Oh, yeah. You said minors, and I was like, what? I have two? I kind of forgot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I minored in professional writing and architectural history. Um, so the, you know, the second is pretty self-explanatory, I guess. Like, there's, you know, history, and then there's some requirements that we all had to do um, as architecture majors, and we had to take, like, three classes in architectural history, Two of which were like predetermined and then the third was whatever you wanted. So we studied a fairly broad range of like, like everyone does that, you know, what was the first one? Um, like the sur- urban, the survey class, which is like a yeah, quick survey overview. Of, like uh, just, yeah, Gosh, mostly just Western architecture, but I don't know what the official name of it was. I hope Diane never listens to this. <laughs> so... Yeah, that was the you know like this big overview, and then we did modern architecture. So like everyone does that, but it you have to take 
four extra classes to do the minor. So it's just like you just end mm-hmm. up taking like a lot of history classes. And then if you take enough, you're, you know, you get the minor. So it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Uh, usually they're very small. But that was just like I was interested and I was like, I like history. And I kind of it was my my first A in um, college was for the survey class. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so. Fun. I remember a, yeah. a lot of people struggled in that class. Yeah, well, we can come to the stories later, but, like, yeah. I have a pretty funny story from that, like, first midterm and my conversation with, like, the professor after. Um, and then the other one was professional writing. So that also, there's, like, some good stories about how I ended up doing those two, but professional writing is, like, I also didn't really understand the sort of distinction, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you can understand, like, creative versus non-creative, which is, like, fiction versus... non well. Well, sort of yeah i guess there's like whatever i'm gonna end up like hurting myself by trying to be too correct but you know people understand that there's like creative writing and then there's like other kinds of writing but i didn't realize that there were sort of like multiple subdivisions within that like other side as well so there's professional and technical writing and you can minor in like both of them separately i think mm-hmm. yeah so i minored in professional writing but technical writing is like science writing like, if you write for an academic journal mm, or, like, a yeah. medical journal, that's technical writing. And no offense to technical writers, but it's so boring. Um, yeah. Don't you then, write, like, man like, not you, but, like, if you're a technical writer, don't you write, like, manuals and, like, that kind of stuff, too? Because I remember yeah. someone mentioned that. A couple of the classes there were overlaps. Like, the intro class is the same for mm-hmm. professional and technical writing. So we had to do, like, instructions or, like, we had to make a manual. And I was just like, this is... I never want to do this again. <laughs> um, because it's all, like, you know... Actually, it's funny because, you you know, like, HCI is, like, so much... Um, or, like, a big part is UX, UI, and, like, you do a lot of that. So in a weird way, it's sort of, like, written UX, right? Because mm-hmm. you have to think about, like, how is this person going to use this product? And, like, what do we have to say in here so that we don't get sued? Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of a big part mm-hmm. of it. But... Anyway, professional writing is like, you know, if you wrote uh, like an op, well, yeah, like an op-ed, like an opinion editorial, or you wrote like um, articles or mm-hmm. like journal thingies, but not like science medical stuff. Where, like, so it's kind of to... like journalism-ish-esque, more so yeah. than like fiction or book writing, that kind of thing. Right, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like like argumentative essays, things like that. So... A lot of it was we also spent a little bit of time writing like personal professional documents, like mm. cover letters, things like that. Like, I like advertising is sort of like in that realm in a in a big way. So it's pretty interesting. It's I think I learned a lot about like, you know, like what people end up doing when they like major in writing. There's sort mm-hmm. of so many directions to take that because in my head it was always like if you if you like studied writing you like write a murder mystery and then <laughs> like live in a gorgeous hut in the woods or something like that um but yeah there's <laughs> more more ways to do writing apparently so yeah those were mine exciting well i commend you on doing two because one was hard enough for me well not hard enough but like it took a lot more effort i guess than i expected um yeah yeah, I think in a way the name is misleading because it's like a minor, so it feels like it's like a small thing like slapped mm-hmm. on to the end of your major, which, you know, I'm very thankful to CMU for like making let me let we graduated, all kinds of great things and experiences, but I'm so salty that we don't get 
any like acknowledgement of the minor on our diplomas or yeah, anywhere. Yeah, it's I like know. not a thing. It upsets me too. Yeah, especially because at first I thought like, oh, it's gonna end up on your degree, so mm-hmm. it like does like a mean something. Under, but it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. all all you really get from it basically is like a um, an acknowledgement on your resume or on your transcript if if like companies will look at that, but there's no like proof of it anywhere. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, not that if you say if you say you minored in something, people are probably gonna believe you, mm-hmm. and like if they really want to, they can check with your, you know, department because you still have it like officially declared. But it's just one of those like I know somebody who I was telling you this the other day. Like people get their like they get whole separate pieces of paper for their minor, mm-hmm. and I'm like, we weren't even asking for a whole piece of paper. All it like all I wanted was a little line. That said, minored in so and so, and I would have been ecstatic. And it just I feel like, you. Oh, it really so frustrated me. It's such a big diploma, and it has so much space on it. I don't understand any like. I don't think there's yeah. any reasonable argument for it not having five extra words on there. Yeah. Carnegie Mellon like diploma cases are like ginormous. They're like, <laughs> they're probably like one like eighteen inches by twelve or so. Yeah. At least, maybe. At least, yeah. Probably and more. It's, it's, like, way too big to fit in, like, a suitcase. It's, like, too big to do anything with. So, right like now, you can't just, just put it in your backpack and just yeah. take it on the plane. That's just an odd thing. Yeah. So, they could have uh, maybe put some extra words on there, in my opinion. I agree. But, yeah. When did you decide... So, I guess we can go into the stories, then. When did you decide to, to do, like, your minor? Because I don't even know when you did... I just remember, like, at some point, you're like, oh, I'm going to do a history or whatever minor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the history one was, like, sort of on my mind because, you know, partially because, like, I did well in the class. And then I was like, oh, I'm, like, excited about this. And I think there's a little bit of, like, it depends. It's different from school to school. But, like, at our school, we have a very small, like, history department and, like, in CMU and at CMU in general, right? Like the humanities are like so sort of like sidelined. So mm-hmm. I feel like anytime someone displays any like interest or ability in that like area, the professor is like, you <laughs> come here. <laughs> so I think there's a little bit of that. Um, but like my first, oh yeah, the great story with the midterm was um, I had like crammed for it the day before mm-hmm. and. Um, I think it was like at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Yeah, that's when our class was. And I like just like stayed up and like napped like intermittently. Anyway, I did ended up doing great. I took like extra paper. Like Diane was at the front of the class and mm-hmm. I was like, I need more paper. And she was like, what are you? What is happening? Because we're like essay style. Um, but yeah, and I think it was like the last person to leave the exam room. It oh was my gosh. Like, it You're was so, so like committed. I was that kid. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, God, I so anyway, it was a good time. I got like an A minus on the exam and I went to see her because she was like, I'm having like office hours for people, you know, especially like anyone can come talk to me about the midterm. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I think remember. the average was so low. Yeah, well, that was like the first, uh, not like exam, I guess it was kind of a test slash exam. That was like the first thing that we did as first years. That was like a serious grade. It wasn't like uh, like a studio grade or something like that. So I remember, yeah. and plus the plus the like 
actual exam was super different than like I think what you would expect um like in high school or something it was literally three like questions that were um, open-ended four or three I don't remember no it was like four like argumentative essays you had to do like a building ID so (laughs) if you did it it was like I think she always did like pairs and that she'd give you like a pair of buildings and you had to mm, identify and you would like them. compare them yeah or you yeah, write but, something yeah yeah but it was like people got such low scores because like it was literally nothing it was just graded on just how you wrote so i guess that was like hard for some people it was hard for me and, i don't remember what i got but it wasn't an a for sure not on that first one well part of it was like if you got the building id wrong you were like that was it yeah you were kind of screwed for like a quarter of the test for 25 yeah. percent of that so. yeah so it's four questions so even if you bombed one that's like a c yeah so i know a lot of people like failed that class because of that one midterm yeah it was yeah. And there were only like two or three like we didn't have assignments or anything mm-hmm. we just had like two or three tests and <laughs> yeah the majority of it. the the grade overall was just based on those exams yeah uh, but you enjoyed it and you uh did well on it so yeah it was really funny because i was i was concerned that i was going to do poorly and i was like oh okay like a minus and then she like showed the chart and i was like oh maybe i should just be (laughs) happy with this but i went to see her anyway because i was concerned that i was going to be like i can't keep pulling the like last minute cram for this stuff because it's Mm -hmm. a lot of material or i was more concerned i think i was like the whole point is to like know right because like criticism is such a big part of like if you study history and stuff like you should be able to look at a building or like go to a town and sort of comment on like Mm -hmm. where it's coming from and so I was like if I keep cramming things at the last minute I'm not going to retain anything and I was trying to talk to her about like how am I supposed to actually learn this in a way that I apply it so I went to see her after the exam and she was she's probably expecting that I'd like performed a certain way and she was like remind me again what you got on the test and I said I got an a minus like super like deadpan I was like very serious and she cracked up she <laughs> fully lost it she was like what do you can just go what home are you concerned about yeah but she appreciated where I was coming from but she thought that was so funny that I was like genuinely sort of like nervous about retaining yeah. I mean it's yeah. a genuine concern I don't even know if I retained as much as I would have wanted to well, I'm more concerned now that I'm a minor because I definitely still I can't like look at a building, even a famous one sometimes and be like, "Baha, that's the year, mm-hmm. you know. No, so I I'm definitely kind of like, I can't retain those numbers. Yeah. The other day we were on some I was on a call with some people and like we had to like make things. It was for my like training for work. Mm-hmm. And somebody was commenting on like, oh, that's so Bauhaus. And I was like, oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, so it just kind of started like that. And I talked to her pretty early on about doing a minor. So mm-hmm. I was, I think it was our sophomore year when mm-hmm. I was like, I think I want to do this. Um, and so she said, well, like, she wasn't worried because it's, you know, it's seven classes. So it's four more classes, which comes out to be a lot because we have so many requirements up until third year. Yeah, anyway. I think the architectural history minor is like one of the hardest minors to get in architecture not in like cme yeah because there's so many classes and there's so few opportunities to take them and we have so many requirements in like the first three years yeah and you know you have to yeah you have to take like a nine unit and it is a lot of work because like all the higher level um arch history courses are all like essay based Mm -hmm. so you'll have like three essays in a span of a semester sometimes you have just the one final essay and that's your whole grade 
Mm-hmm. And Which is crazy. It's wild because you're supposed to work on it throughout the year and then you don't. And then you have like two days <laughs> and then you have that much time to like pass or fail the class. And, you know, since we're here now, we're on the other side. I'm not going to lie. That was like the two days leading up to graduation. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God. I remember. I was like, I am I going to get this? And the same thing happened for my writing class. I was like, am I going to get these minors or not? <laughs> what is what is going on? Yeah. So that was it was a wild ride. Writing was also similar. Like I just um, I used to write a bit in high school, but like my curriculum or like whatever, but the system that I like went to school in wasn't like very like intense in terms of its English and writing. Like yeah. we had a very like outdated syllabus. We never read like anyone really big. Like I think the most famous person we studied was I mean, we did, like, extracts from Pride and Prejudice and mm. from Julius Caesar, like, little, little. But, like, you know how you, you read, like, plays in high school. Um, yeah. Well, I think I, I don't know. For some reason, every, like, English class I had, uh, that was, like, the one semester that that professor or teacher decided not to, to like, teach, like, a significant um, really? writing. Like, I think we were supposed to read Romeo and Juliet or whatever in seventh grade. But then that semester... My teacher was like, no, we're not going to read Romeo and Juliet this uh, this time. We're going to read, like, another, I don't remember what Shakespeare one we read. So I kind of oh. missed out on a lot of the big ones. It was really um, coincidental, but... Yeah, it's funny because, yeah. like, you know, I, like, I have this, I don't know, like, people are always, like, or in our friend circle, they're like, oh, yeah, you're, like, one of the English ones, or, like, you read a lot. And then <laughs> I'm, the like... the English one. But, like, we never, we never did the big ones in, like, there's... I have not read so many classics mm-hmm. that people end up reading, like, in school mm-hmm. because of, like, classwork. And I just have to, like, I have to keep reminding myself, like, I still got to go back and read, like, XYZ. I still haven't read 1984. I mean, I guess we're, like, sort of living it out. Oh, I haven't read it either. Don't but, worry. But, like, um, yeah. So I always felt like I was missing something because I was, like, I had some sort of, like, ability for sure. But then I also, like, didn't feel that great about it because I was, like, well, like, we're you know it's not like we're very challenged a lot like in terms of language um so I started writing for this (laughs) this is terrible I was writing for this like online like zine magazine thing that was like called the odyssey no no after coming here like freshman year I saw like a post and uh, I knew who the editor was like I knew who he was I wasn't like directly friends with him but this person posted, like, hey, I'm about to be, like, editor. We're starting a new chapter. Ooh, sorry. Um, and so we're looking for writers. So I, like, wrote and I joined. I did an interview. And, oh, my gosh, it was, like, my first snow. That It was my first winter because it was freshman mm-hmm. year. And I was running late to the interview because it was, like, in the morning on Saturday. And I was, like, probably exhausted from some Classic. deadline. Yeah. And so I, I washed my hair, right, because I'm, like, supposed to be presentable yeah did your uh, hair freeze while you were walking my hair over? froze oh yeah my God. That's yeah funny. i could hear it like freezing and i got there and i'm like i'm sorry i look so alarmed but like i think my hair froze on the way over <laughs> um yeah it's a funny story anyway it was a really good experience and then oh towards the end of the semester i was like this is sort of like awful though because we just write clickbaity articles right it was like you have <laughs> I to like no share idea it and, that you even yeah. like wrote for the odyssey 
Like, I tried a lot the first few ones, and then mm-hmm. at some point, like, you had to put out an article every week, and then if you were late, like, the editor, like, the big, big editor mm-hmm. would, like, text you on GroupMe, and I was like, my gosh, I'm trying to pass this class, like, leave yeah. me alone. <laughs> and it was, I didn't, it, it almost, like, I thought that, like, if I put in bad writing, like, it should get rejected, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. part of the process. And then it wouldn't. And I was just like, I don't want to just put everything I, like, every draft I submit on Sunday out there because then I have, like, my name associated with it. That's true. Um, So then I got coffee with this editor, like, the local one, the friend. And I was like, listen, I, like, I really appreciate you, but, like, is there any way, like, you can give me more, like, intense feedback? Just, like, tell me when something is crappy because this process doesn't allow for it. And he was like, oh, I fully agree with you, and that's why I'm quitting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so he was just gonna oh. stop doing it and i was like okay i have no more reason to stay because i was like That's i knew that so funny because you like, knew he was, him yeah and he was like good like he helped me like be better with my writing but like the system itself was so then you know like i was thinking of other ways to do it and then he recommended uh a specific like class and a professor and then um i did like a little bit of like i interned for our for like the architecture communications department like Mm -hmm. writing about the lecture series so i ended up like meeting this professor and then he was like oh you should like minor if you're like really into it and i was like oh that's awesome so i did the minor um and honestly here we are i have a teacher from the english department they were so nice like the advisor in that department Mm -hmm. is she was so welcoming. She was like, just Aww. because you're like doing a minor doesn't mean you're any less part of the department. So Oh, that's the- so cute. I wish yeah. all departments did that. Well, they sent us a care package after yeah, graduation. Yeah, I remember you said. Yeah. Wow. School of Architecture, yeah. come on. But yeah, that was a really long way to tell you my stories. But tell me yours. How did you end up doing a minor in HCI? And also, while telling the story... Is it true that you have to, like, get accepted? Like, that's a thing, right? Yeah, you... Yeah, you have to... So, for for Carnegie Mellon, at least, there's, like, um, HCI, the Human-Computer Interaction, like, department, is Mm -hmm. not, like, a true department. It's, like, a subsection of the computer science department, if that makes sense. Oh, gotcha. Um, So, you can't actually come into Carnegie Mellon, like, with the intention of getting a major or minor um, in... HCI like CMU you have to apply to be in the major or the minor and um I think you can I think there's like a submission deadline and I don't remember like if you have to be a certain year or something like that but you have to be accepted so yeah that is correct um Mm. and they like take into account like your GPA and like what classes you've already taken um oh wow so it's like kind of selective anyways um yeah how I how I got into it was like kind of accidental. Uh, it was my summer after my freshman year, so in between my freshman and sophomore year. Okay. Um, I was at home because I didn't have like a summer internship, so I came home um, to my hometown and I like worked at an ice cream shop and blah blah blah. We can talk about that in another episode. Didn't you sprain story. your wrist? I did. I sprained my wrist scooping ice cream too hard, my my right hand, because it was like a seven-hour shift on July 4th and whatever. Um, But yeah, I was working at home this summer, that summer, and I had a friend from my dorm um, who was interning in San Francisco at like this startup, um, and he's colorblind, 
um, for one, mm-hmm. and he's like a computer science major. He did not know how to design. I think a lot of like software engineers don't really understand the concept of like visual design. So I mean, that's like no shade <laughs> to them, but like that's that's accurate. So he asked me my opinion on like color scheme, and then that grew to like um, him asking me opinions on like layout of this uh, project he was doing. And then um, that escalated pretty quickly into, like, me doing contract work for that company. Um, Oh. Yeah, over the summer. I was way underpaid, but obviously, like, I didn't have any experience. (laughs) Like, it was $200 for the entire summer or something like that. Oh, my Um, God. Yeah. So what I did was, like, I didn't code anything, um, but I worked with my friend to, like, make um, the visual design. And then he would, like, kind of replicate it um, on Mm. the the software side, on the front end side. Yeah. so, like, we did some back and forth and design and duration and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's, like, how it started. And then um, they liked me, the company. Um, so then in the fall of my second year, they, like, asked me for some, like, small contract work. Oh, cool. Uh, I think over winter break, they said, oh, we have uh, a lot of work over, like, the next summer if you're interested in, like, a design internship or, like, a front-end development internship. Um, and I was like, yeah, okay yeah I'll take it and yeah that's like my story so like I randomly helped out a friend and then that like totally escalated over the course of the year to like a full-blown front-end development internship which was like wild that's so cool yeah in SF too and yeah in San Francisco so and then like after that I like continued to do some small projects like I did some hackathons with some friends of mine yeah so now I've had three uh, internships in like UI UX or front end or whatever you want to call it and uh, still working on that now so that's very cool and um, I don't know if it's like not obvious from this conversation but uh, you also do all the like graphics and like the cool things for our podcast <laughs> oh yeah I do all the graphics and stuff um, it's like kind of interesting like having this skill because it's I never realized this until like I started applying for like internships um not last not right now but like last summer um Mm -hmm. but like my skill set is like really weirdly unique it's interesting because like these software companies are like oh you can implement a design which is great like a lot of people like a lot of engineers can do that but you can also design it to look amazing or whatever yeah and you can also, like, iterate upon it and, like, work with the engineers to, like, uh, do whatever. So it's, like, it's it. like a, yeah, it's like a really, I never realized how unique of a skill that is to be able to do both sides. Because I think, like, a lot of, like, startups um, have, like, one front-end engineer who designs, not designs, sorry, who builds, like, what you see on a web page. And then they have, like, a designer or, like, a contract designer that designs what it looks like but they don't have someone that does both so that's like a really like useful and uh, valuable skill apparently like the combination yeah i'm assuming that if you know like what it takes to make something happen on a web page and you also have a vision for like what you want it to look like you can Mm -hmm. sort of explore like possibilities in the you know cody part of it that you wouldn't really know existed if you like knew only the design part it's kind of like what they tell you about architecture too in a way because like most of our focus is usually on the design and like what it's supposed to look like and less of what it takes to get it to look like like that yeah 
Yeah, but then also if you have like a really, I guess like the comparison is like, you know, like a structural system versus like the the whole like building itself. If you, you don't have to be the one like designing the system, but if you have an idea of like what the possibilities of the system are, mm-hmm. you can sometimes like push back on like the usual ways people use them and say, well, actually, I know that, you know, if you do this, it'll work. So mm-hmm. I need you yeah, to give exactly. me like a more creative solution. Like you can tell your yeah. engineer that. So yeah. that's it's super comparison. cool. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I, analogies, you know, I did mine her <laughs> in writing. So. Yeah. But I, but yeah, like I, uh, I definitely figured out that I was doing the minor early enough. So like I, back to your like question about applying to it, I applied to it, um, in my sophomore year, right before my internship, and I got accepted, quote unquote, because um, nice. I had taken like enough classes during that same school year, um, and so like I actually took my time with this like uh, pretty slowly. I think with the HCI department, a lot of like uh, a lot of people do the additional major, so they like double major in like yeah design and HCI or like CS and HCI or even like architecture and H- HCI. Um, but like I had a lot of other things going on like uh, student leadership stuff so like I chose to take it slow and like do just the minor and honestly even though I don't get like that little like text in my diploma (laughs) I think it was worth it because I got to do a lot of other stuff other than just like you know the major school work yeah yeah no sometimes when I don't know you must have had this moment too since I guess, like, a lot of people do do the double major. I also had the... Well, you can't major in architecture history at, in our department, so it didn't come mm-hmm. up there. But when I was doing writing, I was like, oh, I'm having a good time. Like, I'm really enjoying this. I wonder what it would take to do, like, the the, the additional major. And part mm-hmm. of it was that, like, I was way late in my... You know, it was, like, my fourth year. And it would been it would have been, like, wildly impossible or, like, hugely demanding to do the yeah. second major. But I did have a moment of, like, oh, I really wish, like, it was possible to make it happen. But then you realize, like, why it's a minor and, like, yeah. not a major. Because it's, there's so many more classes to so finish than major So many more prerequisites sometimes. and then so much more, like, yeah. writing. And some of them you have to do, like, a capstone and, like, that kind of stuff. Um, and, yeah, right. it gets a little a little too much for me, at least. I, I can understand why people do it, but no, it wasn't No, more involvement. Yeah. But like you said, like, you do make a choice. Like, it's kind of like if you double majored, then maybe you, like, had to cut back on leadership or, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, other things. Yeah. So there's definitely, like, a trade-off. And I guess the nice thing about minors is that, like, you can do more than one if you are able to, like, yeah. make it work. So you sort of, like, know, maybe you know less about the individual, like, thing, but you know more than, like, someone who did just a major you know? yeah it makes you like i think i say this a lot for like like interviews or like when someone asks me but like i think like having a minor in something like related to your major which is in my case it's, it's kind of related like design wise um it makes you super mm-hmm. interdisciplinary i guess it is for you too because some of architecture is like related to like stories and like being able to relate yeah um like uh, something into words and presenting but yeah like being super interdisciplinary in your like primary field I think makes you stand out a lot I think so I agree I mean part of it is like you know it's one of those things that sort of sets you apart from the crowd a little bit like Mm -hmm. just the numbers are like there are less people with minors or whatever um and like if you can make it 
like people always like in my case they really sort of appreciate the whole uh like how is writing relevant or whatever argument that's related to storytelling like mm-hmm. you were saying you know narrative is really important and things like that i mean it is true and you know uh most architects apparently are like notoriously bad at writing mm-hmm. so the like few in history that were ever able to like write well like wrote books and became really famous like <laughs> you know people That'll always say that about day. like you never know oh i don't know i mean some people have some i don't want to like name famous people so because i don't want to sound like i'm like comparing myself to whoever because i'm not but like there are these stories about you know like some architect who was like young and like the stage that we're at and like the economy was terrible or they weren't getting a job and they like wrote a book because they had like nothing going for them and then they just like became a success well that's like a that's a that's a really common like uh i don't know what the word like trope i guess or like a thing that happens is when um I, I guess, like, when you don't have anything to do, you, like, write. I'm talking about, like, you as in, like, an architect. Like, people write manifestos and stuff when there's, like, uh, something bad going on in the world. Or, like, I'm sure, like, five years from now, a bunch of manifestos will come out um, regarding, like, the current situation. Or, like, they probably already five have come out, Five years from... Honestly. They've come out. Yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah. There's manifestos left, right, and center. Yeah. Yeah. But it's harder than it sounds, too. Like, part of me is like, yeah, okay, I'll, like, write my book. I'll become famous. Like, I'll live off of royalties Mm -hmm. for the rest of my life. Yeah. Something to look forward uh, to. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Um, But, yeah, I, you know, I had also had a a couple professors or advisors be like, yeah, like, it's not the most, I mean, it's, like, a good and, like, relatively unique combination of skills to have. So, like, don't like be afraid to market it and stuff mm-hmm. um yeah. so i What's... think that's always nice yeah hmm? well we were gonna mention one last thing before we like end the episode is like what thing did you learn from your minor that's like super applicable since um this set of skills like this is pretty unique what's yours oh man um i guess like the one thing that they taught us like they really hammered into all the students was know your audience. Mm -hmm. So, like, from the intro class to the, like, highest level class I took, it was always um, audience analysis is really important, like, understanding the value system of the group that you're trying to connect with, you know, um, things like that. So I think that really is, like, key. It's not even just about, like, convincing other people, but just understanding, like, why certain um, arguments or certain, like, opinions... Or points of view like gain momentum if you look at the people mm-hmm. that are like in the audience things start to make a lot of sense you can sort of like reverse engineer a convincing like argument if you know your audience yeah. and it's really funny we actually talked about this like in uh this like architecture class that i audited and then i have to drop it whatever but there was you you know vivian obviously mm-hmm. uh, like everybody knows vivian lofness but you know we like went to s- school where she teaches but she has this really great class that like they basically she teaches you how to like convert or talk about the like environmental benefits of green building Mm -hmm. um 
to like people who are mostly driven by like profits so like venture capitalists or c-suite level people mm-hmm. like if they're like how to sell driven. architecture to the right yeah people. and that that's like all about it's like the same things they teach you in professional writing classes is well you have this thing and you have to convince somebody else that it's valuable so one option mm-hmm. is to like yell it at them all the time which is not really gonna work and the other option is to like distill their value system like make the list of this is what's most important to this person and then yeah. like spin it and it was like life-changing for me and i just my that's eyes really were cool. open i was like yeah that's yeah, so right? related to like everything that you've been doing in like a professional writing minor or it, just like the idea of knowing your audience like i think that's really relatable yeah yeah, yeah. it's super exciting and it makes you like I think it makes you more empathetic because yeah. you have to understand another person's point of view. Yeah. Um, well, that's, like, kind of yeah. related to, like, HCI. Like, I guess that would be my, like, thing that I would take away from HCI is, like, knowing uh, or being empathetic to another person's experience and whatever it is they're experiencing. Like, in, in HCI, obviously, it's, like, some form of computers. Um, but, like, just designing experiences um as if you are the experiencer i think is like a really great skill to have um so Mm -hmm. like when i like answer this question in interviews like um oh how does like your minor or like how does hci relate to like what you've been doing or like how does your past internships relate um i always say that like hci helped me like learn how to design experiences like virtually like um Mm. but it's like, the things that I learned are just another tool to, like, design experiences. It's not necessarily, a, like, a different workflow, which I think is, like, really important to know. Um, and yeah. especially if you're, like, interested in something like uh, HCI or um, designing, like, user interfaces, I think it's, like, it's important to realize that it's not, like, the a completely different playing field. Like, it's kind of related um, to architecture if you're in that profession. Right. And even if not, I think it's, you know, it's so important to, like, have that concept of what am what are we, like, presenting to other people and, like, how do they perceive or process, like, what we put out. I mm-hmm. think that is, it doesn't mean, like, you should always be designing for, like, the benefit of other people, but just even understanding that, I think that would, that, that's been very helpful. Yeah. So. And I think a lot of, like, architecture firms are, like, slowly moving towards that, too. Um, towards towards like accepting that idea maybe like less professional or maybe less traditional ones aren't but a lot of like forward-thinking ones are so I'm glad to see that happening yeah yeah and I think it's really funny that you not like funny as in like oh haha like they're terrible but you mentioned how you know many people like with an engineering background like don't have the best sense Mm -hmm. of like how to make like design work but I feel like you know that's such an important thing I had a friend who like has like a you know cs background and he mm-hmm. was like oh my gosh like i don't know how to like make this happen and i was like well that's good because if you knew how to like lay out your house <laughs> i wouldn't have like there would be no reason for me to yeah, do what i'm doing exactly so that's more that's like the biggest compliment so to anybody out there who's like not in the design profession please openly say that you can't do it because that only validates like <laughs> designers not that designers are looking for validation but it's like a it good validates thing to our, say. like it validates our existence uh sometimes yeah yeah a lot of times like yeah. there's you know like when people are like oh yeah like this is hard to do or no i can't do this like 
nobody should be expected to like design as a human skill. It's a mm-hmm. special skill. You have to go it's to a school special for skill. It. You can't have it. No. I mean, obviously, people have a knack, people have good eyes, etc. But, you know, as people who've, like, gone to school for five years, I feel like we're a little more in the camp of, like, you have to spend a lot of time learning how to do this. Yeah, it's like, it's not that easy. Yeah. Of course, I don't mean to say that, like, like, skills or resources should be, like, cut off from people. But the point is, I love hearing from, like, non-designers that they think what we do is really difficult because I agree. <laughs> I agree too. I agree. Well, On that note. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, think I think I learned a lot of a lot about like computery stuff today. Oh, exciting. So I didn't know that you like wrote for like a a thing in freshman year. Well I guess I didn't really know you that well in freshman year. You I became also more don't friends sophomore year. Advertise it. Like if you go far back enough in my Facebook you'll find it because oh, it no. was required to share. And my dad has all of them printed and put in a binder. That's so cute. Yes. Yeah. I appreciate it, but it's like, I really don't like some of those articles. And he insists they're like witty. And I'm like, dad. (laughs) Dad, no. One of them, one of them is like, you know, those like really terrible articles that are like 10 things to do this. And it's like all just like those like BuzzFeed-esque articles. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It just. I some really oh one of them was about our like propinquity thing it was like related oh gosh but, um yeah some of them were like with. deep and nice but some of them were like <laughs> worse than BuzzFeed so I'm glad that's behind me yeah yeah okay well All right in that case um thank you guys for listening or like I don't know even know if you made it this far. Some uh, maybe some people will like to hear about our minors. Maybe some people don't. Um, but uh, if you can subscribe, uh, give us a rating or a thumbs up or whatever it is on whatever platform you're on. Uh, we're pretty much on all the podcast platforms now, um, so that's a plus. Tell your friends to check us yeah. out. Yeah. And tell us what you think. Um, we'll be back next week with a with the last episode in this series, mm-hmm. which is new grads. Now what? That's the series, and not the episode. That's the series. That's not. Yeah, no. it's we have lots of levels. There's the show. There's the series. <laughs> then there's the episode. And yeah, you know, really putting that writing minor to use with all the titles yeah. and all that fun stuff. Anyway, I we have that. some cool things coming up. Stay tuned. And in the meantime. Learn new things and expand your working knowledge. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's a bit of a mouthful, that cash phrase. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye.